In October, numerous questions were raised about the future of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a government agency responsible for protecting consumers from unfair, deceptive, and fraudulent business practices that also serves as one of the five regulatory agencies that makes up the Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council. How President-elect Donald Trump's call to dismantle Dodd-Frank, the act that established the CFPB, could impact the future authority and oversight of the CFPB is one of the biggest questions. And a recent ruling handed down by a panel of circuit court judges in Washington could further chip away at the CFPB's power, unless the CFPB is successful in its appeal of that ruling. Here, cybersecurity attorney Chris Pearson reviews what all of this could mean for the CFPB, how it could impact U.S. banking institutions, and what the likelihood is that the CFPB's appeal will be granted. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Chris, there are a lot of twists and turns here and potentially a lot at stake. To give our audience a bit more detail about the background here, could you just tell us first a bit about the case that challenged the CFPB's authority? Thank you, Tracy, for asking, and it's always great to be here with ISMG. The case that started this was PHH Corporation versus the CFPB. So this is a case in in CFPB's uh, oversight of PHH and its uh, consumer protection laws involving the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, otherwise known as RESPA. While the case focused on some different violations that PHH was alleged to have, it kind of expanded from there. And in the rulings, there was the discussion of whether the CFPB actually had the powers to actually oversee PHH in terms of, is there a constitutional issue with how the CFPB has been set up? In other words, at its foundation, is the CFPB set up correctly or is there some constitutional defect that is there, which is really a classic separation of powers case. So the CFPB has a single director. And really at issue here is whether this sole director has more unilateral authority than other agencies without any different checks and balances throughout the U.S. government or whether those powers need to be reined in. And this really focused on whether the president has the ability to fire the director of the CFPB or not. Currently, there is no express authority for the CFPB's director to be fired, except for bad acts or for lack of uh, execution of the duties of the office, where the president can actually dismiss the director of the CFPB. So potentially, the CFPB director can serve out its entire term. It is not an at-will employee, and the president would not have the ability to to ask the director to leave. And that's really what, what is being mostly focused on in the current PHH Corporation case. As you know, the CFPB's uh, $109 million penalty against uh, PHH and uh, the CFPB has appealed that on the uh, 18th. And so they're looking for an en banc uh, hearing of the full D.C. Circuit uh, to look at this very, very important agent, uh, very important issue. This does not just focus on the specifics of the case, but more importantly, the constitutional undertakings and development of the CFPB as a whole and the powers of that director. So, Chris, this ruling, as you mentioned, is very complicated and it has been appealed. When will we know if that appeal will be granted to have the case reviewed on banc rather than by a panel? So we should know within the next few weeks. Once again, it depends upon the timing of the court and the caseload and all the rest. But very shortly, we should know whether that en banc uh, hearing request has been approved or denied. Um, it is likely, given the gravitas of this case, 
I mean, this is, you know, curing a constitutional defect and looking at separation of powers issues. This is something where I think it's going to be rather unlikely that the D.C. Circuit Court just says, no, we're going to let the three-judge panel finally decide this case. This would be something where the D.C. Circuit will really want to look at it in whole, in its totality, with the entire, with the full en banc uh, hearing uh, at the D.C. Circuit. I mean, this is generally disfavored, but it's it's really granted when you have matters that are of exceptional importance and a constitutional defect in the major uh, regulatory authority that is designed to look out for consumer rights and protection. This would be something that, that really should rise to the level of things that the full D.C. Circuit wants to look at. So, Chris, as you mentioned, this ruling could allow the president to replace the head of the CFPB. How could this impact banking institutions, which basically since the CFPB's inception have really questioned its role? Of course, the CFPB is overseeing much more than just banks, but looking at it from an overall perspective from the financial piece, I mean, how much impact could this have? Yeah, you know, I think that there's a lot of, uh, of course, with a change of presidency and some different outlooks on regulatory authority and maybe easing back some of those, this is a topic that can get uh, quite confusing and quite complicated. The CFPB actually oversees a large number of different programs, large number of different laws, rules, and regulations. Some of those were created by Dodd-Frank and some of those, and its powers, of course, came out of Dodd-Frank in terms of making sure that consumers are protected against unfair, deceptive, and abusive acts and practices that all came with the mortgage issues and lending issues of 2007 and 2008, or really that hit in 2007 and 2008. But aside from Dodd-Frank, the CFPB has a large number of issues that it oversees. Regular consumer lending laws, even Reg P, uh, the privacy regulation of the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act, and other general rules that fall under unfair, deceptive, and abusive acts and practices. These are all different laws, rules, and regulations that the CFPB has a jurisdictional regulatory authority over and prudential regulatory authority over when you're talking about financial institutions. And so the CFPB is still going to continue to be able to exercise its jurisdiction in those areas. It's still going to be examining banks. It's still going to have prudential regulation over banks. We're really only talking about you know, a smaller subset of laws and rules under Dodd-Frank that could, if the president whittles those back and Congress whittles those back over the next few years, that could be impacted. But the CFPB does have some broad jurisdiction It does have a lot of laws and rules and regulations that it is responsible for overseeing and overseeing banks for. And so all of those will will continue. Once again, the biggest impact that the PHH Corporation case could have is whether an independent agency, right, headed by a single director, violates the Separation of Powers Act under Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. That's going to be the main main thing that comes out of this case. A a new president may reduce some regulatory import or effect of different agencies, uh, but that will be more like a volume dial that gets turned down a bit as opposed to a stereo system that gets turned off entirely. So let's talk a little bit about this a bit more broadly, Chris. The president-elect's desire to dismantle Dodd-Frank obviously could have an impact on the CFPB, but how much of an impact could it really have? Well, first of all, in terms of timing, if there was a full hearing by the D.C. Circuit and if the case proceeded you know, to the conclusion that the single director structure at the CFPB created an unaccountable fourth branch of government, right, where it's not subject to full checks and balances of the Constitution, and that was a constitutional defect, and 
the president would have the ability to fire without cause, right? Without cause, uh, that director. That would be something that just talking from a time frame perspective would be perhaps at least a year out. So maybe January of 2018 for a case to work all the way uh, through the courts and for action to be taken. So for at least probably the first year of the presidency, you're going to have the current director, unless a director were to were to leave, you're going to have that current director in place and the current structure in place. So CFPB is going to continue with business as usual throughout the penance of that year. If that single director structure was found to be uh, unconstitutional, right? Then you could have the ability for the president to remove that director um, for reasons other than for cause. So in other words, the president would have the full discretion to appoint and remove that director and could put in place a director that uh, had thoughts and, and strategic views that more aligned with uh, his thinking uh, as we move forward. But once again, I think the timeline on that is probably unlikely to happen within the first year of the presidency. But for the the latter three years of that term, uh, there are certainly, if the case were to proceed and there was found to be a constitutional defect there at the CFPB, then it is a situation where the president could remove, for reasons other than cause, that director and put in place a director whose uh, thoughts and, and philosophies align more with, with his own. Well, Chris, I guess we'll anxiously await to see to see what happens over the course of the next uh, several weeks, possibly months. I want to thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Tracy. Appreciate it. Again, we've just heard from Chris Pearson, a cybersecurity attorney and general counsel at ViewPost. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.